Welcome to episode number... 77. 77. We've been doing this for... 77 times. 77 weeks. <laughs> That's right. And we talk a lot about alchemy. And the simple definition of alchemy that we typically talk about is what? What's, Taking what? something of low value and transmuting it into something of higher value. That's right. Transmuting it into something of high value. Now, let me ask you, can that process be used in reverse? Yes. Unfortunately, the mass majority of people do. Really? Really? Well, let's talk more about that process in reverse in a moment mm -hmm. and how we want to apply that is the way alchemy has been used to suppress the sacred for secularism. Now, before we get into that specifically, alchemy is a tool, it's kind of like a knife or, or a gun or anything else. All tools are neutral. You could have said laptop or iPhone. Okay, well, they're all tools. They're yeah, all neutral. So what does that mean? Uh, that it's a tool? And that it's neutral. Oh, that it means it could be used for good or for bad. That's right. It could be used for God and goodness or for the darkest evil. Yes. And does that include alchemy? Yes. Yes, it does. So the highest purpose of alchemy as Beersheba already defined, is to transmute something of low value into something of high value. So what would the lowest purpose and use of alchemy as a tool be, Beersheba? Is just that, to take something of high value and turn it into poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> Technical term. To take something, the lowest is, is to take something that is noble, and put it into, transmute it into something dark. Mm -hmm. And what depends on how this is used is the values and the intentions of the user. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why you said guns was a bad example, but there's a lot of talk in today's world about guns killing people. Mm -hmm. Do guns really kill people? knows the person behind the gun. That's right. Mentally disturbed people kill people. Mm -hmm. Hurt people hurt other people. And it's not the tool. This is true of any tool. It can be used to detrimental results or it can be used to beneficial results. A knife can cut bread or it can be a deadly weapon. So we are currently in a world that is extremely secular that's where we are in the world. Now, what's your definition, Beersheba, your Beersheba definition of secularism? And then I'll give the actual <laughs> formal definition. Maybe you know the formal definition. I don't know. What, what does secularism mean? My opinion is that it's someone who can be swayed just to about anything. Hmm. Just makes sense out of anything and everything. Okay. The and, and you're you're pretty close. I mean the the secular world is driven by pretty simply money, food, sex, power. And the formal definition of secularism is religious indifference. Now mm. It's a belief that religious considerations should be eliminated from civil affairs. The, so secularism totally ignores or excludes 
any religious duties in structure or consideration. Now, Hmm. at first, this might sound like a good thing because I, I believe there should be a separation between church and state. Would you agree? I mean, we, we shouldn't, our, our country, our world shouldn't be run by religious institutions. Hmm. You're not sure on that one? <laughs> Normally I would say yes, I agree. Well, because, because which religion? Well, yeah, it's it's rules and structures and right. But at least there's you know the belief in something higher than yourself to be in power, right? You know? And you're so. kind of ahead ahead of me because at first, you know, you say, well, okay, there should be a removal of religious considerations from our operations, and that allows individuals to think and believe for themselves. But the flip side is it, you get someplace like Iran, <laughs> which I grew up in. Yeah, specifically, or how about the United States, kind of where we are today? The, the flip side, without any kind in secularism, religious indifference or apprehension, the, the flip side of that is that we grow up without any beliefs, structures, rules, relationship with God, or some type of higher principle. And in doing so, we live in what I call flatland. We're Whoa. just, we're just yeah. flat. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with that. Because then you have someplace... I'll use Iran as an example because I was born there <laughs> and I experienced it. So that's where you had the government, which was run by a religion, and it was not a good thing. Right. It's still not a good thing. And right. they're trying to overrun it. So I think there is a, um, yeah, Sweet we, need spot. To be, we, need, we need a better system. Sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah, in in between. I I would agree with you. And so that's where on one side it says, well, to be a a separation between church and state is a good thing. But on the dark side of that, which everything has a light in the dark, Mm -hmm. then you don't have any higher principle. You don't, you know, like when I was growing up in school, we recited the Pledge of Allegiance and we and we prayed in school. And so we had this higher principle in a relationship with God. Well, then maybe you need the people in power to have some morals and ethics and yeah. a belief system. Isn't that true? <laughs> and so, if you will, let's talk about real quickly just two types of relationships. We have a horizontal relationship, which is the secular view, and then we have a vertical relationship, which is a view that there's a higher power. And without a vertical relationship and call that higher power or morals or truth or God, then all we have is socialized mind and materialism by which to judge our decisions and actions. Mm -hmm. And this is where we are pretty much in our country and in our world. I mean, there's exceptions, but methodically we're running a collective program that's slowly been growing since the Renaissance. And it, you know, it began with humanism in the 14th century. And on the flip side of secularism is the sacred. And this is more than just a religious definition. So we talked about religion, but sacred is more than just 
religion? Because religion, is it an end in itself or is it a means to an end? Religion? Yes. Mm, I'm not sure how to answer that. I, I, go ahead. You're no, gonna, go ahead. You think I was just, it's an ends? I, I think it's a means to an end. Religion is a system of rules and structures and strategies to have a sacred experience. Mm, okay. It's not an end of itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so the true definition of sacred is the power, the being, or the realm that's understood to be at the core of existence. The really, the core of existence. And that power, being, or realm has a transformative effect on life and destiny. So, obviously, the common term for the sacred is what? The common term for the sacred? Mm-hmm. For that being, which has... Oh, God. God, right. <laughs> Poor God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God was forsaken there for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> whether you call it God or not, this motive and creative power has been called by a multitude of names. So basically, if we're looking at the, the secular view versus the sacred view, mm-hmm. it comes down to a simple question. Do you believe in a creator and a higher power or not? That's really the simple question. Yeah. And if you don't, that that's humanism and secularism. If you do, then that's sacred. Now, do you, you research proves, and I'll let you take a stab at this because you may not know the research, Barrison, but do you think most Americans believe in God? Yes. Yes. Do you know what percentage? 90. Yeah, you're really close. Really? 92%. Oh. 92% of Americans state they believe in God. What about the world? Do you think most people in the world believe in God? I Well, I would think so. Yes, they do. Any want to take a guess at the percentage? 80%. Oh, you're, you're close. 83%. 83% of the people <laughs> in the world say they believe in God. So so here's the question, yeah. Beersheba, for you, yes, in all yes. your vast wisdom, yes. where's the disconnect? If, Seriously, if we live, is... If we live in a secular world, which we do, money, food, sex, power, with religious indifference, and we're disconnected from the sacred, and yet 92% of Americans believe in God and 83% of the world believe people in the world believe in God where's the disconnect how do we reconcile the belief with the practice you want to take a stab at that one mm. where is the disconnect maybe the polls are lying maybe the polls are lying <laughs> i maybe you know i don't know who try can you trust a poll what can you trust these days I besides think, your internal guidance Go i ahead. think is people depending on other opinions of how things should be. I think that's where we're misleading our lives. Instead of being independent thinkers, we're allowing others to influence how we act and behave and what we believe in. Because if that percentage believes in God and we li- we have what we're living with right now, it's, it's very um, perplexing as to why that's that's occurring. Yeah. Is there a difference between belief and practice? 
Oh, for sure. I mean, the the, and that's the other thing. I think some of the beliefs are have turned into, well, yeah, I believe in God, and it's okay. You're supposed to be accepting of everyone and mm, everything, inclusive, and, and anything, and inclusive, and non-judgmental. Yeah. And we can't do that. I mean, we're seeing that. Yeah. We just can't do that. We are. Um, let me ask you this question. Can you live in a sacred a sacred life without being religious? Mm, I think maybe that's why we're losing our way. And I'm, I'm not... So is that a yes or a no? I'm not I'm sure. I'm not sure because I've never been religious and... If anything, I've ran from it. And yet, I do believe in God, and I do read religious books, and I do believe in the rules and laws. So, I, would you, am I going to go to a church every week? No. Am I going to follow the rules and laws? For sure. So, so, I mean, that's really religion. It's not going to church. I mean, I, I would suggest in the decade plus that we've known each other, if... If religion are the rules and laws that take us to the sacred, I would say my experience of you is you're much more religious today than you were a decade ago. Would you agree with that? On some things, but on the fundamentals, I would say no. You know, talk some more about that. The fundamentals are, you know, thou shall not kill. You shall not lie. You shall not, you know, sleep with your... um, I don't know, but commit adultery. I mean, those things are basics. Yeah. Did I, did I do some drugs in my time? Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, did mm-hmm. I smoke and drink? Oh, for sure. Those rules and laws I did break. But I think the, the basic fundamentals, I mean, those are, that comes from religion. It doesn't come from, um, I mean, it comes, the oldest one history is the Bible, the Old Testament. So, I don't think there was a government then. I'm not sure. <laughs> God was the government. God was the government. Yeah, God was the governing body. Yeah, so there and, you go. And the prophets conveyed that governance. But but nonetheless, um, in a, if you had to answer a simple yes or no, can you live a sacred life without being religious? I think you gave an example of I your own life. I guess not. Well, I, I would say... Yes? Maybe. Let me ask a different question. Can you be religious without living sacredly? Yes. Yes, that's, that's an easier sure. answer. Yeah, that's a much easier answer. Right, it's a much easier answer. I, I think I agree with Beersheba. Uh, Can you live a sacred life without being religious? Well, that's debatable because do you have the foundation of the rules and laws and moral principles that you live by, mm-hmm. which religion, let's face it, religion propagates us? whether it's the big three or which are Hinduism, not Hinduism, I'm sorry, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all use the same book. Um, Or some of the others like Hinduism and Buddhism, they all have rules and regulations that you're to abide by. And so... Which are pretty much the same. Which are very much the same. So if if you can... You could potentially be sacred without being religious, but it might be difficult. Mm-hmm. Can you be religious without being sacred? Oh yeah. yeah I mean, how many times? How many times do you like me know someone who is oh so religious, but you look at their life and they're not living the principles at all? 
not even, yeah. You know, they go to church every week or they are on holidays, yeah. Christmas and Easter, and, and yet they're not living the principles at all. So this is a deep topic, and hopefully it's of interest to you. We'll continue to discuss this in an upcoming ep- episode. But I'd like to quote, end with a quote from Nietzsche today. Nietzsche, I'm a big fan, the existentialist. He said, when God dies... Life becomes weightless. Hmm. So the question we'll leave you with today is how weighty is your life? How much does your life weigh? How much does your life weigh? Hopefully it's overweight. Hopefully it's heavy. <laughs> so In this case, you want heavy. Hopefully you're interested as well in this topic and this has been a value to you. We'll continue next week. Thank you so much for a couple of moments of your day. God bless. Lots Thank of love. You. We'll see you next week. Thanks.